Hello, hello. Welcome to Admitted, the College Confidential Podcast, your spot for talking all things college. My name is Gabby. I'm a student at Case Western Reserve University and a College Confidential Ambassador. And my name is John, and I'm the head of community at College Confidential, and we're your hosts. Uh, Hi, this is John Erickson, uh, head of community at College Confidential, and I have with me today, Nalia. Can you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hello, my name is Nalia Santiago. Um, I'm an incoming third year at California Polytechnic State University, and I am studying architecture. And that's Cal Poly Slow, if I'm correct. Yes, at San Luis Obispo. Yes. Um, because uh, there's there's another one in Pomona, if I right. Yeah, there's Pomona, and then they've just added Humboldt, which is interesting. So they've they're starting to make oh. more public universities with like the same name, which is interesting, but this is the the OG Cal Poly. That, that's right. Yeah. Um, so I didn't tell you this before, but uh, it, my son is a junior transfer and he is transferring to SLO uh, in uh, urban urban city planning, something like that. Yeah, which, urban which, city which, regional planning. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, and so what's, what's, your, uh, what's your field? Um, I guess like we would be in the same college. So my field is architecture. So I am getting a B-Arc, a bachelor's in architecture. Um, and something that's really unique about Cal Poly, and there are a few other schools that do this, but basically it's a five-year program. And by the end of it, you are qualified to get your architecture license or apply for it without going to grad school. So that's what kind of makes an accelerated program unique. But the school has a lot of different, um, parts of it as well, just like the city regional planning, uh, which your son's gonna do, congrats to him. Um, I actually might try getting a minor in that because that's area seems super interesting to me, so. Cool, well, may- maybe we'll uh, we'll get you two connected so they have a friend on campus. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a contact at least. Um, yeah. Well, let's take, a, let's take a gigantic step back. Uh, you're, mm-hmm. you're a junior. How did you find out about College Confidential in the first place? Do you remember? Uh, yes, I do remember. Um, so I feel like like a lot of people in my year, uh, we were in lockdown because of COVID. Um, COVID hit the end of my junior year of high school. And I was very anxious and really excited for the college process. And I didn't really know what it would look like. Kind of like now I feel like everything is changing in the college landscape. That's what it felt like then as well. Um, but I just remember like going on niche.com and going everywhere. And then I don't really have Facebook. So I stumbled across College Confidential. And the thing I really appreciated was just like connecting with other students who are like posting their stats and like, I got into this school and this is what happened. I'm early decision and like totally fueled my anxiety, but it definitely gave me that space to like, like check, like, okay, I have some more stats. Like, Oh, like they just released North, what, like Eastern's decisions in like India. So they're going to come out over here soon. So I just like that, that sense of community that I got from it. Awesome. Um, yeah, it can't, I, like I acknowledge right up front, it's pretty, it can be stressful, especially when you're seeing other people who are also stressed out. <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, and I, I like it when we have um, folks that are able to sort of talk each other off the ledge and that sort of thing. Um, so COVID, uh, applying during COVID, uh, wow, that was, um, you know, that, that had to have been a difficult, uh, 
thing. What what did you do to cope, and how did you how did you manage the whole process? Um. Yeah, that's a lot to think about. I know that everybody handled it in their own ways. I handled it by hyper focusing on college applications and college decisions. Um, but I so neither of my parents went to a four year institution. Um, okay. So it wasn't um, I guess expected of me to go to college um, slash that was something that I really wanted to do for myself and that pressure wasn't put on me. But um, I really wanted to thoroughly um, study and analyze and look into the schools that were interesting to me. So the summer before college, uh, my parents were able to give me a college counselor and I used that um, to my advantage. But really the importance of, I think we've all heard this before, safety, like level and reach schools. So really just trying to think of things that um, are places that uh, would give you a good range of options to choose from. Cool. And so when you were looking, you're gathering your list of, of schools, uh, well, first of all, um, do you remember any of them? And then second, uh, where, <laughs> where did, uh, where did Cal Poly fit in that, in that, uh, framework? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I had a list, I think originally of 25. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, that's a little bit much. Maybe I should go lower. So, I had a list of 18 schools and I guess, quote unquote, like the dream school originally was actually Northwestern for journalism, just because oh, I love like NPR, This American Life, like <laughs> I just love the podcast environment. And that was kind of like as one of my dream ideas. And I know that Northwestern was a really good school for that. Um, didn't get in. It's a crazy acceptance rate. <laughs> yeah. but. I think it's just interesting because I have so many interests and I every school I apply to a different program. So it's very much like about like wow, unique okay. programs that I looked, researched the school, looked at it and was like, okay, I feel like this could fit super well. So that's other question. And the next school in line, I think for me was really uh, USC's business school. Um, okay. And I actually got in, I got uh, a decent amount of scholarships from them every year too, but I just kind of realized that that wasn't the community for me um, after joining some webinar events and realizing what I wanted. Um, but after that, I, I think I applied to a lot of schools. I actually got almost a full ride from Santa Clara for business as well. Oh, wow. Which was crazy. I, I remember first getting that decision um, early deci or early action and being like, okay, this is the school, you know? <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then I visited and I realized like, um, I guess like right now, like my parents are unfortunately able to cover a lot of the cost of my college, but because I am out of state, I am taking on a decent amount of debt. Um, but I also realized I shouldn't necessarily just go somewhere just because the cost will be completely covered because I yeah. realized it wasn't the right fit for me. It didn't feel comfortable. Um, I know I'm going all over the place, but it kind of, my final decisions came down to Northeastern. Um, and I got into there for international business and I got into their honors program and the idea of Boston seemed super cool. Yeah. Um, I loved the campus. Um, I loved the idea of the program, the people, um, I really liked the co-op program. So it allows you to work, uh, 
during school so you get that like work experience um and originally I actually applied to cal poly for business because i had no idea that we had an architecture program so <laughs> i was visiting all the schools in Cal uh california and i was like you know what like going through all the schools went to usc ucla uh came up here and i did not expect to love it so much but once i visited the campus i was like holy crap this place is gorgeous and the thing that really caught my eye here was uh it's called the Experimental Building Laboratory, I believe, on campus. Yeah. Um, have you been there or heard of it? I've heard of it. And I, I was just going to jump in and say, this is the same thing my son did. He was like, really? apply. And then he <laughs> went with some friends to visit. And he was like, oh, my goodness, this is where I want to go. And No, exactly. So he... Like... <laughs> <laughs> And you told me about the the experimental what what I can't remember what it's called but yeah that that uh, that interesting Lab project yeah yeah so you know a little bit about it I can explain real quick what it is for the viewers yeah the listeners uh, um but so it used to be we used to call it architecture graveyard they're trying to <laughs> reamplify like revamp it um and turn it back into an experimental ground because that's what it is so. The architecture college um for a long time there's projects there that have been up there for like 30 40 years so some senior projects actually in the hills uh behind cal poly there's this hiking trail so students would hike up there and design and build their projects but a really cool event that happens every year at cal poly is the um design village is what it's called and every first year has four weeks to design and build a structure that you have to hike up on your back and <laughs> build it in the canyon. Um, I remember my group used cardboard and of course the one time that we used cardboard it rained that year. <laughs> so it was like <laughs> never rained that, that day. <laughs> no, literally it was just like somebody's like it's not gonna rain, it's not gonna rain. And of course the ones rainfall in every 10 years like happened to happen on that day. <laughs> um but it was like, that's again, like once I was here, but just like visiting the, the hiking spot, I was like, wow, I love math and science and I have appreciation for it. I did robotics in high school, but I wasn't, I admired it, but it wasn't necessarily the way that my brain worked. Uh, mm -hmm. I've always done visual arts. I actually also got into RISD, the Rhode Island School of Design, because um, my mom, wanted well she said like you're an incredible artist you should apply to an art school and i was like i don't want to go to art school but i'll apply <laughs> um and i got in which felt really good um to show that my work had paid off but um i just didn't really see myself just as an artist i wanted to incorporate it somehow so long story short design village like seeing you build and think but the thing i love about it is that you're designing still for the human experience you're affecting mm -hmm. people just like urban planning like the way yeah. that people you know, how many parks people have access to, um, you know, like things that we deal with every day, how much sunlight your house is getting. Um, there's just a lot to that. Um, so yeah, long story short, I was like, I want to do that. And then a year later, um, I made it my goal to switch into the architecture program. So I'm finally in the architecture program now. It's been a little bit of time, but I've been taking all the classes that I've been loving it. So. Awesome. Um, so. I've been looking over your your contributions, and you had one. Uh, it was four days ago, uh, about uh, college application resources for low income and first generation high school students. And mm -hmm. I was wondering. I mean, you, clearly, you were very successful 
in your application process because you got into a fair number of schools and you ended up finding uh, it sounds like exactly the right place for for yourself. So I wonder if you'd um, be interested in going over some of the advice that you give and maybe filling in some more details if you if you have it. Yeah, I would love to do so. Um, so you started yeah. with uh, making a list and we, we talked a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. um, talk, talk to me about the scholarships that you applied for and how that how that played out. Yeah, so I actually the school that I go to now, I don't have any scholarships currently. <laughs> so that's the kind of Cal Poly is the kind of place that or a lot of public institutions I found. Uh, it's hard to get money up front or it's harder to get scholarships. So the majority of scholarships you'll get is once you go to the school and you apply to the yearly one because that's where donors, alumni, those kind of opportunities pop up. Um, and especially for the California um, university system, whether it's a UC or a CSU, they are very good about making it um, California students first and very much like supporting their students, which is amazing. But also for out-of-state students, it's a little bit hard. I'm from Colorado. Uh, I'm not from California. Um, so it's a little bit more difficult to get. However, um, the, I think something that's really important to note is in your college application list, have a variety of private and public institutions because uh, although the cost is higher at private schools, they typically have more of an endowment or ability to give you scholarships. Um, so a lot of the schools I didn't that I got scholarships at, I didn't upfront, um, I guess, like apply to a direct scholarship. But again, finding those specified programs that you like that um, you can use your credentials to, I guess, stand out and mm -hmm. um, get recognized in that way. So talk to me about the essay writing process and, you know, what it was like and, you know, how you, um, how you were able to, uh, to sort of tailor the essays to uh, each of your schools. Yeah, so colleges want to hear from my understanding, <laughs> again, I'm a student, but from my college counselor, but also um, from writing my essays, um, they want to know why you, like how you're a good fit for them, but also how they're a good fit for you. Mm -hmm. And at colleges that use the holistic application, it's really important that, that those two match. So something that I did is that I looked at the mission statements of the college or a specific program, like what traits they look for in a student. And I tried to think about, do I match those traits? Are there things that I could improve upon to become that? Like, even if I don't fully showcase that, is there something that, is it something that I want to, uh, I guess, like gain from the school? Because they're really trying to take you in as an investment, but also have you spread the message of their school, I guess. <laughs> so. I tried thinking of stories that demonstrated some sort of hardship, but more how it changed, how an experience changed the way that I thought and how I moved forward. And I think that's more beneficial than kind of just addressing a problem straight at the surface. I think they yeah. want to know how your brain works and mm. they're able to see your test scores, your GPA, but they're not able to see your critical thinking skills. And I think that's like, the human part behind the college application that they're trying to find. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I think it's 
it's not that different from a um, applying to uh, a job, and mm -hmm. you know the normal thing to do is to have a have a resume with all of your details, all of your work experience, all of your qualifications, mm -hmm. and then you go to a specific employer. And if you just show that, you might get mm -hmm. the job. Who knows? But if you look at the employer and you say, actually, what they really want is this thing, and you highlight that, and mm -hmm. then in the interviews you say. Uh, instead of just regurgitating what you've done, you talk about mm -hmm. how you approached the problems that you solved. Um, mm -hmm. Those are things that make a big difference to an employer, and I imagine it's a it's a similar process to um, to college applications. It seems like it's where they they want to know more than your accomplishments. They want to know who you are, how you think, how you approach the world. Mm -hmm. No, I appreciate that you mentioned that comparison. That was a a really good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks. Um, yeah. So, I think I'm. Uh, I think we should probably wrap up. Oh, we've been going on for a little while, and okay. uh, the first thing I wanted to find out is uh, where can people find you if if uh, they want to know more about you or want to see your writing or some of your work. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I have an Instagram page for my art. I haven't posted a lot since high school, but I'm trying to put my, start putting my architecture projects on there. It's on Instagram at pause, P-A-Z, the Faber, F-A-B-E-R, and that's my art account. So that's a public account and uh, you can DM me or reach out to me there. Um, yeah, I also want to publish some of my writing that I've done in college, haven't gotten to that. But if you do have any general questions and want to reach me out, you're welcome to use my uh, personal email, which, I don't know if I should share that or if you can put that in the Pro show. Notes. Probably not. You, I mean, we can probably just uh, use the Instagram or or uh, people can also DM you on College Confidential. Um, oh, yeah. Also on College Conf Confidential yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably um, better. <laughs> yeah, better than giving out your email. Um, yeah. And then is there anything else you wanted to, um, to mention that maybe I didn't ask about or that uh, you think is important um, for your story and how you uh, how you arrived uh, at uh, Cal Poly Slow? Yeah, so many things. Um, <laughs> I guess, I feel like this can apply to a lot of people. Um, I think it's interesting a lot, your whole life you work towards getting into college. Mm. So once you've made your goal and you've gotten to college, I think a lot of people deal with the issue of now what? Like, <laughs> I did what I said I was going to do, and I'm now here, and I think I really struggled, and I think a lot of people struggle with figuring out their identities and especially their work ethic. If they tried really hard in high school, like, I know that I'm I'm still burnt out. Like, mm. if you have the opportunity to take a gap year, I didn't um, definitely take that, but even just, I think, be kind to yourself. Um, when you go from like a straight A student to like failing a college class, because believe me, that happens. And it's it's crazy to see. Um, the last thing too is in the beginning or uh, once I came to college, I was diagnosed with some learning disabilities I didn't know I had before. Oh, interesting. And yes, and I think so. The main thing is, um, centralized auditory processing disorder, which is like a delayed um, response. And like when people talk to you and your brain processing what they're saying, 
um, which is interesting. And then, I mean, I don't know about me personally, but I know both of my parents were diagnosed with ADHD this past year too. And I definitely struggle with some symptoms myself. Um, but yeah, time management and just anxiety with testing. But the thing that really helped me is reaching out to the Disability Resource Learning Center. Uh, I think I said that wrong. But something like that that's on your college campuses and really talk right. to them about everyone will have it yeah yeah and i think it's really valuable to share your experience um get extra time with testing if you need because i think a lot of people tough it out in high school and then in college things change and then are hard on themselves about their academic ability so that greatly improved my mental health uh my ability to perform in school and i think something that a lot of people should utilize Cool. Well, I appreciated this conversation and I wanted to thank you, Nalia, for um, talking with me and sharing your experience and uh, expertise. And um, you know, thanks for uh, thanks for talking. Of course. Thanks. Anytime. As always, I want to thank our guests for appearing on Admitted and remind you that if you want to find out more about the college admissions process, to go to collegeconfidential.com, uh, where we have forums with lots of people who are excited to uh, talk with you about uh, the everything college-related. Uh, you could perhaps um, start your own Chance Me or Match Me thread, and maybe you'll find out about a school that you hadn't considered before. Mm -hmm.